Thank you so much for tuning in to our church podcast. You can go to atarapentecost.com for questions about services and how to donate. We pray that you are blessed by this message today. God bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's just worship him. There's no need to stop right now. Lord God. Tell him that he's all that you need right now. Lord God, you're all that we want. You're all I need. That's the reason why we're here today. about those wants, everything that you want, everything that you need, and just how important it is, the reason why we're here, the reason why we're saved, amen, he's all we need, we're all, we're looking, we're, all of us are looking for salvation, all of us want hope in life, all of us want to be saved, we want to make it to heaven, amen, amen, thank you for the worship, y'all, that was great. I want to give honor to Pastor and uh, the dad and everyone else in the church here, the, uh, and obviously the Lord Jesus, my Savior, and so you guys may be seated. All right. So you guys know I just graduated from a four-year school. Oh, you guys see the youth are leaving? There's, a, there's like a youth class going on, so just let you all know. So it's youth 12, and if you're 12 to 18, there's youth class back there. It's kind of new. So they're going to start doing that every Wednesday. Um, So as you know, I just graduated from Christian Life College, four years, and I took some very crazy classes. So I took one called eschatology. Does anybody here know what that means? All right. Uh, I took one called hermeneutics. So like when I was taking these classes, when I was like enrolling, I, was, I didn't know what I was enrolling into on some of them. And some of them, like, I didn't know, uh, like I said, I don't know what I was enrolling into. And then I also didn't know what I was, like, they were going to teach me. And when I was trying to, exp- like, tell people what classes I was taking at work, because I was working while I went to school, I would not know how to explain it, you know? Like, one of the classes is systematics. And so I was like, uh... Yeah, I'm taking systematics. Like, they're like, what classes are you taking? So I'd be like, systematics, uh, hermeneutics, eschatology. And the systematics was like, that one was just really hard to explain to people. And there's other ones I don't even remember what they're called because the names are just so out there. So God bless the, the people from like the 1400s that came up with those. Um, I don't know where those came from. But <laughs> some big old words. All right, so we're going to start. By the way, I apologize. I totally left my Bible in my car. We had a meeting earlier at 6, and I was here, and I, you know, I didn't need my Bible for the meeting. You want me to borrow it? All right. Uh, what's it? <laughs> this is nice. Is this goat leather? If you, look, if you look right here, there's a seed. There's a seed, mustard seed right there. So I knew that like I, before I... Didn't even have to look. I just thought I knew it was there. All right, Matthew 13, 18 through 23. So if you all can go there, that way it gives me some time to. And we're going to be reading from the, uh, let's see, the NKJV today. 
my Bible is in, I don't know, I have all of it. I have ESV, I have KJV, and KJV. So, okay, so Matthew 13, 18 through 23. This might be confusing. Is this uh, KJV? All right. But he that receives seed into the ground, into the good ground, is he that heareth the word and understandeth it, which also beareth fruit and bringeth forth some an hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Another, uh, another parable put, my bad. Did I just start at the wrong spot? I did. <laughs> Hear ye therefore. So thank you. If I mess up somewhere, guys, let me know. So verse 18, hear ye therefore the parable of the sower. When anyone heareth the word of the kingdom and understandeth it not, then cometh the wicked one and catcheth away that, that which was sown in his heart. This is he which, receiveth, which received seed by the wayside. But he that received the seed into the strong, into the stony places, the same as he that heareth the word and anon with joy receiveth it. I think that's immediately. He, uh, verse 21, he hath he not root in himself, but dureth for a while. For That's why I'm doing AKJV, because KJV is just a little hard on some of these ones. I know when my dad did the living word, I noticed that. If you guys were here, I think it was last week. He did KJV in the little, in the, the youth or like the younger ones that were here. He was reading some of it, and like they didn't know how to react to the words. Because it wasn't in their vocabulary, so I was kind of laughing at that. Um, and now it's, it's happening here with me. So, but I actually, like, I've only read KJV, the Bible through KJV. So you guys are like, what's going on? I don't know. So, yeah, he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now, he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and becomes unfruitful. But he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and produces, some a hundredfold, as I read before, some 60 and some 30. Amen. Let us pray real quick. Lord God, help us to just be willing to understand this word today. Help us to, and for me to just... Do what you speak as you want me to speak, God, to speak straight and to speak, Lord God, with direction and understanding today, Lord God, and let us just get understanding from your word, God. Whatever you want for us to know, let us know and find out today. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I'm going to talk actually today about hermeneutics. So that's pretty much, uh, as you can see, it's, it's the science of interpretation. So who here is, and I know you're out there. So I should see at least one hand raised up. Who here is an interpreter or bilingual or more than whatever that is? There he is. How many languages do you know? Three and a half on a good day. Wow. Praise God. So, yeah, that is, that is amazing. What languages are those? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is, is an honor, honestly. Really, really great thing. So, yeah, it's a science of interpreting. So, interpreting the scripture. And if we go to 2 Timothy 2.15, you put that up there. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, 
rightly dividing the word of truth. So it's our responsibility to, to show ourselves when we're before God. So when you go to pray, when you, you know, even on the judgment day when we go before him, it's our responsibility to have known this word, to have re read it, and to understand it, to apply it. And then also it says in that verse, to rightly divide in the word of truth, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, but to present, my bad, it's the next one, uh, but is to know and to present it correctly. So that's a lot of, that's why there's so many different faiths out there, right? Because so many people aren't doing this, what this passage says here, is they're not taking the word of God, and they're not, they don't really care sometimes, and they don't really care if, if that's true, if what's being taught is true. And the preacher, they, this is, uh, this is this preacher speaking this, right? And so he's actually telling them, like, the preacher has so, such high of a calling and of a job to do that he ha he's held to a higher standard pretty much with the Lord. So a lot of times when people preach, you know, they know how to, to reach our emotions. And they might say words aren't even true in the word of God, but you have to go for yourself with this scripture here. And, that's, and you have to know for yourself, like, and to look into it and do the hermeneutics of it, which is interpreting the Bible, interpreting each verse, and find out, is this true? And, you know, pastor will say it to us, you know, check, check me. Make sure what I'm saying, what I'm teaching is right. And that's for any of us. And that's for even me up here right now, which is kind of weird. It's like, check how, how I'm teaching you how to read. But okay, uh, 2 Peter 3.16. Uh, let's see here. Um, As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to understand, which untaught and unstable people twist to their own destruction. How many times have we seen... Have we seen that? Anybody take something that just doesn't apply and just use and you don't use it? And one of my favorite passages is the 23rd Psalm, and sadly, we only use that at funerals. And so it's just, it's such a psalm of life and promise, and, and we should read that and have that in our hearts and always kind of know about that, because that's literally the, the action, that's, that's, what, that's our walk with God, you know, as a shepherd. And and sadly, people only think of it as something of death and of passing away. And that's all they, they kind of know about it. But I was thinking, you know, some of the worst things that have happened and some of the worst act, like the actions of Christianity have actually come from, from this, right? From people taking something that they don't understand and getting it wrong because they didn't put the effort into knowing it. Can anybody here think of, and we're gonna, do, I'm gonna go back to how we usually do it. So, can anybody here think of anything that or someone has used Christianity or used some Bible verses within our own history or, you know, where they used it, with, whether it's US history or anything else, where they used it and miscued it in the wrong way? I have a few ideas. Yeah, no, that's true. That's uh, and that's there's furthermore into like the hermeneutics, but that's taking something like direct when it's probably you know 
it's not meant to, to be done that way. Um, that's true. Uh, so thank you. Anybody else? Maybe something in history? I'll, I'll give one. Uh, fathers, you know, like a lot of times this will happen in a marriage where the husband will be oppressive to the wife. And he thinks that he's allowed to just rule her and be this tyrannic ruler and, you know, show no love and affection. And that's not the, that's not the love that we're supposed to, as a, as a father, as a husband, that Jesus has shown us. He doesn't do that. He gives us a choice. And it's just, you know, so a lot of times people, and I've even talked to uh, one of my friends, they've talked to me about this. And they, were, they left church because the man was under the impression that he could just tell her to do whatever like she, he wanted and she had no say to talk or anything like that. And so that's taking scripture when you don't understand it, you know. And I want to say right now, I'm going to throw a plug to Pastor Knowles. If you ever have a question on something, go to the pastor. Ask pastor. Hey, pastor, you know, ask him. His office is always open. His door is always open. And you can go in there and say, hey, you know, I have issue with this or why is this happening? And, you know, sometimes we, he's not going to have every answer, okay? That's, that's impossible. But I know he's going to pull that Bible down and he's going to go into it with you. Yeah, so I wrote down here that properly understanding the Word of God has a direct implication on your life. So however you understand the Word is going to affect you, how you live and everything. And the worst part of that is that that goes for, say you're under like some type of government or some type of government rule or a tyrannic rule or something like that, and, they under, and it's a Christian base. You know, I was thinking of slavery. That's one that no one mentioned here. But a lot of times, slave owners, they would actually use that as to obey their master, you know? And that's just awful, awful things. People are just taking this, this word of God, and they would use it against people that, that may not have an understanding of it. And so, you know, you'll get, you'll get judged for it and all that. So just, it's really, really important to just know that word. And so I'm going to encourage you all to get into it, go read it, and... Uh, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun path. You know, the Lord says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Um, so we can go to Matthew 13, 19, and 23 again. So I want you guys to focus. There's two, it, it mentions in this parable to understand twice. And so I'm just going to read it one more time. Therefore, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom, and does not understand it. This is the importance of understanding. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart. So when you have something that you don't really get, you don't know, and it just doesn't make sense, you know, then the devil can come, and even your thoughts, and they'll just they'll snatch it, they'll take it out, wipe it away, and you're no longer counted in the kingdom of heaven. And that's why you see so many people that fall, that fall away, 
you know, and that's what this is warning you. The importance of understanding the Word of God, it, it has that direct impact on your life. And we just want to make sure, I know, I'm, I know you guys all know this, but it's some, I've read somewhere that you can never teach something new, but all you can do is remind. And so that's all I'm up here to do, just to remind you guys. All right. But he who received the seed on stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet, uh, yet he has no root in himself, because, but endures only for a while. For when tribulation and, or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now he who received seed among the thorns, he is he, he, is he who hears the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness and the riches of the, of, and the ah, deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. And the next verse, but he who receives seed on the good ground is he who hears the word and understands it. Pastor. Thank you for sharing that. I know that I know that had to have hurt, you know. Thank you. 
Yeah, you're right. And that's, that's part of hermeneutics is there's different applications that you have to implement, right? And so what he just mentioned is what we believe is the dispensation, right? And so a lot of people go to the guy on the cross that the Lord pardoned and he went to heaven, he went to paradise. You know, well, that was, that was a different dispensation. And so a lot of times we have to look at that and be like, okay, wait, what dispensation was this under? And is this, so this doesn't even apply to us today. It's not, that's not for us. It's, we've gotten to something better, you know? And so there's, there's that. And that's, that's why you have, that's why you have what, what, uh, what Brother Kelly was saying there. All right. And I wanted to say that, go ahead. Yeah, and that, yeah, and Lee Stone King, uh, if you know who that is, he posted on Facebook the other day, and he said that I don't believe pretty much. He said it's not what man says, you know, it's whatever the Word of God says, and you know that's how I that's how I see it. Is if there's any religion you think of one right now, besides besides this one, all right, that religion, if if that can line up to the Word of God, I'm in it. I'm in because I want to do I want to do whatever the Word of God says. And the reason why I went to Bible college is because I felt like I've seen people live this. I've seen people dedicate their life to this faith. And I was like, man, if, if I'm going to live this life, if I'm going to try to go to heaven, you know, if I'm going to live separately and all these things, then I want to I just know this word and study it out. And so that's why, that's my whole reason to go to Bible college. It's not some, like, grand calling, you know. Uh, a lot of students have that, you know. Um, but I just went because I was like, man, if I want to, if I, and I knew God was going to take me and, and grow me on the way and do whatever he wanted. But that's the reason why I went. I was interested in this faith, and I wanted to, I wanted to know more. And that's all you need is just a hunger to know more. And, and praise God that, I'm, that I was born into this. You know, the Lord knows. And so, all right, so there's two, there's two words to remember for hermeneutics. So whenever you, were, you guys are doing the hermeneutics or anytime you read the word of God or someone talks to you and says something that just doesn't sound right because you're like, hmm, I've never heard that preached before. I've never read over that. Also the importance of reading the word is context, right? So, man, I wrote cursive and I can't read what I wrote. Okay. Oh, it's scientific. Okay. The scientific element of the proper scriptural interpretation. So the context. So what is going on, you know? And there's the scientific, that means you have to like 
check it and all that stuff. And then there's this one is even bigger because we struggle with this is integrity. And that's not what I want the word to say. That's what God wants the word to say and what he has it saying. What is this word saying? What does it mean? So a lot of times, I forget what it's called, but we put in the word what we want it to say. And what we're supposed to do is called exegete it, right? That means to flesh it out. That means to, to pull out what is the Lord trying to tell us. What is he speaking to us in his living in his living word? So what is the Bible really saying? Not what I want it to say. And that's integrity. So as you read it, have some integrity. And that's hard. The hardest thing is integrity. Because you, you see that and you're like, oh. Like it you know, it like directly speaks to something. A lot of times, say you argue with somebody or you don't want to listen to somebody or you don't want to do something, you know, like your flesh. It, it doesn't want to. It doesn't want to do what's right. Anybody out there? You can raise your hand. Y'all, come on, like, man, that's so true. I'm speaking to me. I'm supposed. You learn the most. I remember in like seventh grade. No, it was. I think it was freshman year. My teacher was like, man, I. Uh, he was a funny guy, but he was like, man, I learned more teaching this history class than when I went to school to learn for it. He told us that. I'm just like. Like, is this guy even smart? Like, you know, it's like, but I get what he says now is it, it, it becomes, it stays in your heart when you start to teach it, you know, and, and it's, you're, you're teaching it, you're speaking it. And when you speak those words, I know, like, the more you speak things and the speak thoughts, the, the more, like, you're, it's crazy, but your brain, like, sends signals and there's pathways. It's like positivity. The more you, you speak positive thoughts in your brain through, like, the transfer of those thoughts, it creates this line, this pathway, and those positive thoughts can flow out more easily. But if they're, if they're negative, you speak negative things, you slowly are just burning in your brain these, this pathway of just being negative, saying things that just are down, you know, and people don't want to be around you. you. You put yourself in depression, but there's always hope because our God created it this way, is that those pathways of speaking negative and being a, you know, a negative person, a pessimist, if, is that when you start to overcome it, it yeah, it's hard because it's so much easier, right, when you're doing that. Literally, like, lines in your brain. But the Lord put it in this way, that as soon as you start to speak life, it'll change. And those, and those negative thoughts, they fill up, and they, there's new ones, new lines, and you can be, and you can be more optimistic. You can speak more positive. And that's what we want, right? Especially as, as reaching out to people. You know, uh, I remember someone saying like this joke, like, oh, those, those mules over there, they have religion. And uh, the, the grandma or the grandpa was like, yeah, son, how do you know? He's like, because they're all sad. <laughs> you know, they'll have frowns on their faces. So it's important, like smile, like enjoy it. Like we're living for God and that's fun. It's fun. It's a fun time to be a Christian. And, you know, and there's, there's some confidence in that, and you can go about that, and, and you, know, you know that you can still have fun, and you can still be Christian. And I learned that on a, on a, what is it, a youth trip in Puerto Rico, which is like, yeah, that, that's a, like, there's so much fun to do there, like the beach and all that, and, uh, but the youth, one of the youth girls there, she told me, she was like, 
what I tell the youth there is that you can still have fun and be, and be Christian. And I always remember that. All right, so to finish this out is we're going to do a little practical walkthrough. And I know you guys are going to ace it because you guys never get this stuff wrong. All right. <laughs> All right, so here we go. So it's going to be John 12:32. All right, here we go. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. All right, now you have to raise your hand on this. So what is the context of this? So I don't, I don't want the interpretation, but can someone give me the context? So what's happening? Oh, wait. Okay. No, no, that's good. That's why I don't want you to say it. All right. <laughs> so this is what we're going to do. And I love that I have Ryan back here because he, he knows all this. He even taught our hyphen class, and he was like, Grant, I know you know about context. So he knows where I'm about to go. So, uh, so John, if you give me John 12, 31. Now is, a judge, now is the judgment of the world. Now the ruler of this world would be cast out. Next one. And I, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. So all we have to do is read the next verse, and it tells us what, what that even meant. So some crazy thing is, there's a song out there, and it's, Lord, we lift you up. That's, they're telling that they're going to sacrifice him? But, you know, like, it's a song. They don't mean it. But, you know, that's what, that's what this is saying. It's talking about him being lifted up on the cross, but yet we're singing a song about, so they don't really, they're not really understanding it. That person that wrote that song, it's a great song. But, uh, but they didn't read the next verse, you know, or they didn't grasp it. But when he's being lifted up, he's literally saying, I'm, I'm here, I'm, lift, I'm being lifted up to die for you, you know? And so we, we aren't the ones that want to lift him up to kill him. No, no. Those, those were the Romans that did that and the, you know, Pilate. And um, so we're not, that's not, that's not us. So that's the context of this, right? Now, the interpretation. Can someone give me the interpretation of, of what that means for him to be. If we go back to that, thank you. And I am lifted up, will draw all people to myself. To myself. Uh, could we go to, yeah, that's perfect. So what's the interpretation of this? Yeah, that's right. So I wrote down, it's 
literally he's telling us that, and I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all people to myself. He's saying, look, when I'm crucified on this cross, I'm going to be opening up salvation to all of humanity. And that's exact, and so that's, how, that's what we know. Yes. Yeah, that works. Yeah. But there's many forms of application, right? But there's only one there's only one way of you can you can take that and apply it to other things, you know, but there's only one like truth on it of what it actually means. So this is actually talking about as in verse 33, this he said signifying what death he should die. So he already he was telling them how exactly he was going to die. He wasn't going. To, he wasn't telling them, "Lift me up in prayer," you know. He was telling them, "I'm going to be lifted up because I'm actually going to be the sacrifice for all of you, and because of because of me dying for you, you have this promise of you have this promise of having hope for salvation, and that's open to everybody. And so, that's all that I have. Is there any uh, final final comments? Yes, sister.